Thanks for joining us for the MassMEP Manufacturing Podcast, Transforming Manufacturing Enterprises. MassMEP believes that there are some elements to a manufacturer's business, whether it's finding their inefficiencies, strengthening their internal processes, or even unlocking their growth, that can extend a manufacturer beyond its current limitations. So every episode, take a journey with us as we speak with manufacturers, legislature, subject matter experts, and so many more as we head down the path of manufacturing across the state of Massachusetts. Whether we're in Boston, Worcester, or out in Springfield, maybe even in the Berkshires, we'll be here every week and we'll explain to you more about manufacturing and what's happening right in your own backyard. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MassMEP Manufacturing Podcast. I'm Haley Steele. And I am your co-host, Kevin Tata. My co-host. Yours. The MassMEP co-host. Well, now I'm yours for the day only, your co-host. That's awesome. That's exciting. Just today, though. Just for the last hour for today. Okay, what else does yours do Mm. in the last hour of the workday? (laughs) <laughs> me as a co-host yeah yeah whatever you need me to do excellent excellent uh we just got assigned a new project you want to work on that for me <laughs> yeah but we're not working on it for the last hour for today that's that's oh. a whole different day so that doesn't, that doesn't work. i see where this goes i see how yeah. you are uh yeah so um we're here kevin this is uh two big episodes that you've been with us for the first time uh, we did our holiday episode, and I cannot believe how time has flown, and it is New Year's Eve. Happy New Year! We're, yeah, we're here for the New Year's Eve episode. You know, time flies when you're having fun. That's what they say. Yeah, they do. The best part about this is that um, this episode has, it's, I, I don't want to say infamous because that's not a great word, but it maybe is slightly infamous or famous, depending on how you see it. Do you know that our number one episode that was listened to in 2022 was our New Year's Eve episode? I did know that. I did do my homework prior to this podcast. I did know that. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is you got a lot to live up to in this episode. So. And so do our guests. Oh, yes, the guests, the guests, the infamous guests um, that are returning. Um, we we have one that's on here pretty frequently, one that has now become on here frequently, and one that just is making a rare appearance now, somehow worked their way into only showing up for one a year. I'm not quite sure how that happened. That will, will maybe now falling into the special guest category. Yeah, we'll figure him out for uh, next year. Okay, we'll do that. So I would like to welcome back, uh, Kevin and I want to bring our guests in and welcome them into the podcast studio. Uh, welcome back, Olivia Antonelli. Hello, everyone. Happy to, happy to be here and round out the year. Yeah, happy new year. Likewise, right back at you. Yes, yes. And the um, famous infamous famous christy gregnon welcome back christy uh, i just i'm hoping for the noise effects the round of applause the cheers uh, i'm hoping actually uh so i should say thank you for having me back and now i'm just giving you my laundry list of what i'm hoping we're getting out of this you got it you mean, 
But that's I'd our like... live studio audience. What do you mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. like harmonica playing this year. I don't know if we can make that happen, but I'd love it. You got it. And it's been a long time. Welcome back, Matt Healy. Thanks for having me. I try to just show up on New Year's. So happy New Year's, everyone. And make our listeners hope that maybe I'll show up in between, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So we for another year and see what happens. Yeah. We have been getting a lot of requests coming through asking, oh, when is I'm Matt sure. Healy coming back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys know, uh, live for your, this is your first time with us and Kevin's obviously for New Year's, but uh, we do like to kind of talk about where we're headed for uh, the ne- the next year into 2024. And uh, we always come into this probably in a positive tone, but I think sometimes when we leave from this, we're much more enlightened about um, some of the things that have gone on in the world from the previous year and where we're looking for our vision for the future year. Um, but before we get into that, uh, Kevin, you have a icebreaker question for us? I do indeed. Thanks for asking, Haley. Oh, sure. (laughs) So my icebreaker um, this afternoon is, what is your favorite place that you've traveled to? It can be another country. It could be another state. It could be another town. It could be from from your car to the couch. It could be whatever you like. So um, I look forward to hear some great answers. Anybody got one on this? I got one on this one. I hope so, because there was a heavy pause there. Yeah, I know. I It's all right. That'll get edited out as well. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've been very fortunate where I have been able to go certain places, but I have to say probably one of the places I love the most is Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, love, love that place. I stayed on the California side and it's just as awesome on the Nevada side as well. So I would go to either place in there and I was able to go in the summer. And so mm-hmm. the goal and the hope is to eventually return in the winter to ski out there. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'm going to go with Lake Tahoe. I I love, it's just majestic. It's beautiful to just see and um, it's just really cool and how the water, why the water is there because it comes from the caps and into the lake. And it's mm. just, I don't know. There's something about it. It's very um, magical. Mm. Nice. I love it. Thank you. Who's next? All right. I'll jump, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. Um, not very exciting. Don't travel very often whatsoever, but I'm going to go with a theme of it's New Year's Eve and things that happened this year. So uh, the passing of Jimmy Buffett was very sad for me. So I'm going to say the my most favorite place I've visited is Key West to go to Margaritaville, listen to some oh. Jimmy Buffett and have some cocktails. So that's what I'm going with. In memory of Jimmy, pour some out for Jimmy. Aww. Pour a little out in every drink. I love it. It's a great spot. I'll piggyback off the the music theme, Christy. I had one. I had a place in my head, but now I'm going to change to Vegas, but not for what people might think. I'm not really the Vegas type of gal usually, but I did venture to Vegas on or a little before New Year's Eve to see Adele on New Year's Eve last year. And uh, I'll have to say that was my that is the favorite place that I have traveled to 
would love to go back, but uh, I think Adele's going to have to fund that trip if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I am not going to go with the music theme. I'm going to go <laughs> kind of a little bit different, but pro probably my favorite place I've been to is Aruba. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not usually into the tropical hot places, but the landscape of it, the friendliness of the people, they do call it one happy island, and it's for a reason because everyone's friendly, safe place to go, and it's just a lot of fun. And you can do a multitude of things there. So that's going to be mine. That's awesome. Yeah. In terms of like happiest people, um, that you just said, I think my favorite place I've been to is the most recent place I've been to is uh, Iceland. And same, same there. I mean, they say that the Iceland is like one of the most friendly places on earth or like happiest places on earth or something like that. But um, yeah, Iceland was incredible and beautiful. And I would definitely like to go back. So Iceland is my pick. Sure. Is it true? Ahead, have a few more times, Kevin. I've been to Aruba four times, so for that oh, wow. reason, it's just the people are incredible to be with. So, yeah. yeah, totally. I'll have to catch up. Is it true that Iceland? I think I remember this from third grade. Is it true that Iceland was called Iceland because the Vikings were trying to trick people into thinking that it was like a tumultuous place to to go to? So they named it Iceland, and then they named Greenland Greenland when it's in fact icier than Iceland. That's the impressive part of this conversation is you are recalling a conversation from third grade. <laughs> I'm not, did everybody catch that? Third yeah. grade. Yeah. I have what's happening in third grade. I have no idea, but that is so impressive, Liv. And I can't confirm or deny that. I think we're going to have to Google that. I want to confirm it right now with ChatGPT. There I was going to say, you know, what's going to happen is now everybody, when they're done listening and then when they get to their destination, because yep. usually they listen to the drive, they're going to Google this to see what the real answer is. So are we so going to spoil it? No, I won't. Yeah, go it. ahead, Matt. Let's do it. So it says it's a myth. Vikings named Iceland, Iceland, meaning land of ice and Greenland, Greenland, to discourage people from settling in Iceland, which they wanted for themselves. Uh, but there is no historical evidence to support the trickery theory. Um, Naming places based on their immediate appearance was common Viking practice. Ooh. It was done by Eric Red. I wish that people could see my face right now because it <laughs> feels disappointed. I feel very disappointed. It feels disappointed. My face <laughs> feels disappointed. The harmonica is not coming out at the end. I needed that to be true. <laughs> it is staying under lock and key. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Well, we still have a little bit of time. We'll work on you for that. But um, I think the positive thing is you remembered it. So you retained it. So you obviously found some relevancy with it and it stuck with you. And so that's kind of cool. Thanks, Haley. Thanks for yeah. finding the, the light at the end of that tunnel. Always, always here for you on that. Always, always can always do that. So yeah. Yep. Speaking of that light um, at the end of the tunnel, it is New Year's in the years past. We have always talked about um, New Year's resolutions. I think we've all gotten over that and we all just live our lives uh, a little bit better every day and make it a part of our normal day-to-day -day practice. And so I think uh, we did talk about a little bit in the holiday podcast about how we look at um, this year and how 
we saw a lot more opportunities that were coming open and the perspective in the what, what we consider to be our world in manufacturing seemed uh, more open, a little bit lighter, a little bit more positive, exciting. And so we now get the opportunity to talk about what we're looking at in 2024 and maybe where we're heading. So um, we'll kind of start with that. Yeah, so I'll take it from you there and I'll shoot it right over to uh, Christy to tell us a little, to tell us a little bit about what's happening in the new year for Mass MEP and um, what are you hearing out in the Massachusetts manufacturing ecosystem? Yeah, so um, Mass MEP, so moving forward as always, as busy as can be and a growing organization, um, we have oh golly thirty seven. Uh, full-time employees and three openings right now. So we are certainly growing as 2024 approaches. So many exciting things that are on the horizon for Massachusetts as a whole. Um, the Northeast uh, Microelectronics Coalition uh, was awarded, I believe it was right around 17 to $19 million to set up a um, fab here in Massachusetts. And they're looking for calls for projects that are going to come out in the next couple of weeks. And that's all to support the semiconductor industry. As people recall, you couldn't get a car in during the pandemic. Uh, so looking to bring that back onshoring the chips manufacturing. So a lot of money coming in to support that initiative. Um, also, we are very excited, and I, I'm, I think I gave a little teaser last time we were on here, but still up and going strong is going to be the Cybersecurity MMAP grant that is coming out of Center for Advanced Manufacturing for up to $30,000 of hardware for your cybersecurity needs. So thank you, Massachusetts, for understanding the cost and the need for cybersecurity because it's extremely important. We did have quite a few manufacturers over the past year that did get hacked and in fact had to pay ransoms to get their information back. So super important and thank you to Massachusetts for identifying that. Lots of opportunity for growth moving forward with manufacturers to support with strategies operational excellence, innovative growth strategies and technologies. And then I'm going to throw right back at you, Kevin, because I know we have a bunch of really great events that we've planned for 2024. So do you mind sharing some of them, maybe some teasers with them? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that we have, well, First thing in January, January 24th is our Elevate Your Manufacturing Expertise. And this is a new program information session. And we will be going over two new pro uh, programs from MassMEP. It is Applying Additive Manufacturing to Your Manufacturing. And then another program is the Frontline Supervisor Apprenticeship Program. And then we will be also presenting the um, Scale Up Program from um, from Chris Cianci, and we will be we'll be going over that about the unlocking the potential of your manufacturing business. Um, but other than that, we have plenty of beers and gears events uh, that we will be doing. Um, Haley, when's when's our first uh, beers and gears event for yeah, the we new have, year? 
Yeah, so when we kind of get into the new year, we're going in hard um, with two beers and gears events pretty close together. Uh, we have one that we're looking at doing in February. We'll be starting up in the northeastern part of Massachusetts. And then the second one where we're doing is we're looking at kind of working together with something that could be maybe bigger than just our Beers and Gears event and might kind of overlap into something else as well. And that will be out in Western Mass. Uh, we'll hopefully be pulling in uh, one of our partners for that event as well. Um, and then the same for the Beers and Gears in February. Uh, we also have one that we just got in, Kevin, for January that's just been coming through um, that we do have a webinar that will be scheduled uh, at the third week in January. It is for the Uniquely Abled Project. Right. And so we will, that is run out of Bridgewater State University. And so we will be working um, to put together a webinar for that. And that is a great um, informational session that allows manufacturers to understand a little bit more about the Uniquely Abled Project so that they can find a non-traditional workforce um, program to use if they are still working with um, or dealing with some of the workforce issues today in manufacturing. So January is pretty, pretty busy this year. Yeah, totally. And if you can log on to um, massmep.org, all of them will be on our events page. Um, yeah. They can register for them there. Mm -hmm. totally that's, that's great that's good um so when we talk about some of the stuff that you've kind of touched on um christy is we we also can get a little bit deeper into it olivia you uh will be on with us for an episode in january talking very specifically about supply chain uh, with a special guest that we have that um, we'll just go with semi-retired guest uh, that will be jo that's joining us for that episode as well. And we're talking about supply chain. And we know that that is definitely something that is a, as much as we like to say it's a hot topic, I think it's been a hot topic for quite a while. But without maybe giving everything away, don't spill all the tea because we want people to come back and listen to your episode in January. What, um, you know, what are you hearing out there? So what is the buzz all about for supply chain in 2024? Great question. Um, yes. Don't want to, don't want to spoil anything. So I'll, I'll give my biggest takeaway of 2024 uh, as, as I've come into my new role at mass MEP um, overseeing our supply chain program and having the, the privilege of talking to our manufacturers and asking them questions about their pain points. Uh, the biggest thing I hear is it, it can be difficult to find suppliers. So I'll, I'll often ask them when you are looking for a supplier, what, what tool do you use? And oftentimes the answer is Google. And so I'll briefly give a, a, a solution to that or what we talk about when we have those conversations is our MEP supplier scouting network. And what that is, it's a tool where 
we as an MEP center can receive requests from our manufacturers when they're looking for different things, and we can put their, put that out to the other MEP centers throughout the United States, and they'll have somebody kind of hit the ground running and figuring out whether they have somebody within their state who can meet that request. On the flip side of that, we see we receive requests uh, quite often as well, and we actually just received a, a pretty substantial request um, that's being spearheaded by Oklahoma MEP, who was contacted by a large uh, company called Topso. They're not extremely well known in the United States right now, but give it a few years, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be different. So, they're, uh, Topso is a global leader in carbon emission um, reduction technologies, and they're looking to develop the world's most advanced and first industrial scale manufacturing facility in the United States. And they're looking to produce, and I'm going to read off, off the page here because uh, this is goes way over my head, but they're called SOEC Electrolyzer Solutions. And that stands for Solid Oxide Electrolyzer Cell. And apparently, after a bit of Googling uh, and maybe a little bit of chat GBT, I found that SOEC Electrolyzer Solutions are focused on using electro, excuse me, using less electricity to produce hydrogen, um, and ultimately they reduce energy costs and consumption. So as we move towards clean energy um, in the United States, Topso I think is gonna be a huge player. As they're looking to set up these facilities in the United States, they're gonna need over 3000 suppliers to help make this happen. So they are calling on Oklahoma MEP, to then contact all of the other MEP centers, knowing our supplier scouting network and the reach that we have in the United States um, and our relationships with our small to mid-sized manufacturers. They said, hey, help us get the word out. We need your small to mid-sized manufacturers to help us make this happen. So I'll read off a couple of the kind of industries and types of manufacturers they're looking for um, because there are quite a few. So. They're looking for metalwork and parts, machining, turning and milling, casting, insulation, uh, instrumentation, electronics, heat exchangers, electrical process heaters, sheet metal work, tubes, stainless steel. And I'll stop there. Otherwise, I'll keep talking. Um, so you, you get the gist. There's, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of things that they're looking for to make this happen. So uh, to give you kind of if you're interested, if you, your ears perked up, you heard something that your company does. Uh, there is an application process. It is simple. It's as simple as adding in your name, the name of your company, your website. Um, and Haley, I'm, I'm going to pause for a minute because I'm thinking about where our manufacturers will be able to access this application. Yeah, so we have a monthly newsline that comes out to anyone that subscribes to it. Uh, for anybody listening that doesn't subscribe to it, you can go to our website and you can click in and go down on our website and click in to subscribe. And then in that newsline with it will be released um, actually today, because it is New Year's Eve, uh, that will be coming out and you will receive the newsline that should have stated. Um, there is a small blurb in there that asks for that information. So we actually have a direct link. Um, some of them may have already received it. If you haven't received that information, Kevin, we're gonna it's gonna go out again in um in the e-blast, correct? Correct. As yeah. well as social media too. 
Right. So it is going to be all over uh, because of the priority and the turnaround that you need on this live for, you know, to get the manufacturer. So if, um, if they haven't seen it within the past uh, day or two from what we've already blasted out, um, please feel free to reach out to us or go to, you know, our, our contact us page and say, I'm interested in learning more about how I get connected for that uh, supplier scouting electro something whatever it was thing <laughs> and yeah right electro something yeah um yeah electro water something um and uh just let us know that you're interested and we'll we'll definitely make sure we get the the information so yeah pretty simple yeah. it's it's out there it should be in their hands and then hopefully you know more people will be able to come on and, and get subscribed to us yeah, I just want to take a quick second, Haley, to uh, you mentioned the tight turnaround time that you do have to apply for this by January 12th if you're interested in getting into their supply chain. And um, between January 12th and the 19th, they're going to have a vetting process, top so that they will do, and then you'll be invited, uh, to, potentially invited to a, a supplier summit in Houston, Texas in February, where I, I don't know exactly what that will entail, but I do know there should be a lot more information given on, you know, what being in Topso's supply chain involves. So an exciting opportunity. We know that Massachusetts hits the nail on the head with a lot of the, the industries that they're seeking, a lot of the talents that they're seeking. We know we have a lot of small to mid-sized manufacturers, manufacturers in general in Massachusetts that excel in these areas. So we're excited for this opportunity for you and we're here to assist, help get your foot in the door. Yeah. I think one thing that we we like to let the audience know and and for our manufacturers is sometimes it may seem as though we send a lot out to the manufacturers, whether it's through an email blast or if it's a news line. And we do that because of information like this. Um, we know how important and how valuable this is, and there are tight timelines a lot of times on this. So we want to try to get this to as many people as we possibly can in a small amount of time to get a bigger response. So uh, we apologize if over time you're like, oh, another email from MassMEP. Uh, we just, we're passionate about our manufacturers in uh, the state and we want to give as many opportunities and as much information as we possibly can. So um, sometimes you might just a quick peruse and then, you know, through the, the news line and see what's in there. You'd be surprised. We do two a month. Uh, we do a news line, which comes out at the end of the month. And we do a, an events blast that's in the middle of the month. So um, those are, that's really it. Right, Kevin? Yeah, we do it because we care. You know, we're trying to get this information out to them to help you guys with your processes and to give you new information on new opportunities out there in the manufacturing world. Totally. I like it. Very good, Kevin. Very good. I had that written on a whiteboard right right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. He did not. He's that is sincerity. <laughs> My goodness. He's he's so sincere about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So All right. Um, okay, so we talked about what we're doing, where we're going, what we have in the future. Uh, we talked about your supply chain and the opportunity, quick turnaround, 
the newsline and our e-blast. So you're not off the hook, Matt. I know you're like, this is great. Awesome. They forgot about me. Christy thought that the couple episodes ago and she was like, wonderful. I don't have to say anything, but um, not the case. Um, so we're, we're coming, circling back to you. Um, you are in the position with MassMEP that you are in touch with a lot of tech, a lot of IT, and what we maybe do internally as a whole um, sometimes. And, you know, obviously we are an organization where we try to practice what we preach. So is that what things are you seeing maybe that are getting into that into 2024? Maybe it starts with something as simple as what we're doing in-house. And then is that something that maybe is going to go even get even bigger and is something that reaches much farther into like our audience? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of stuff, Haley, that's moving forward at this point and it's moving, everything's moving forward so much faster than it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, three of us, at least three of us can remember the days of dial-up, right? For internet, the beep, 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 beep with, you know, AOL. Two of you might not remember that. But it was painful. Your parents would kick you off the internet. You know, we go to things like DSL, cable internet, maybe some kind of fiber, but even, even that's kind of getting phased out for fully fiber optics. Companies are putting in these high-speed internet lines. I mean, we're exponentially making things bigger, faster, and more capable. And on that bigger, faster, more capable end, you have things that's been mentioned a few times by a few of us today. You have things like ChatGPT, um, you know, barred from Google, things like that, that are bringing AI to, to the next level that can be leveraged for businesses to do different things with. So, um, you know, with that, I guess internally with MassMEP, with my digital roadmap, you know, we're trying to align our tech stack. So, you know, we had some, some of our stack a little bit spread out. So we align that tech stack, it's tech stack, brings us back into the realm of also aligning things for cybersecurity and maybe some certifications in the future. Um, and just trying to get a lot of our total solutions under one umbrella. And that's what a lot of companies are trying to do now. And some of this can be done with AI. So again, going back to that chat GPT, there's other things besides that. Um, I mean, internally, just thinking about thinking out loud this week, we've leveraged a few of them, whether it was Copilot from Microsoft or Otter AI to do some summaries of our meetings. Um, AI assistant in Zoom, Zapier, things of that nature. So we had a meeting before this that um, you know, we talked that the swear word in the room was a spreadsheet, right? We don't want to make any decisions from a spreadsheet anymore because um, it's not making any of those correct, powerful decisions that we could make leveraging some of these AI tools that can be put in place. So you know, going in the future, we have clients looking into these type of things. Um, at MassMEP, I'm looking into these things too to grow within the next year or so. So hopefully we can use that and then scale it and bring it out to our clients and help that manufacturing ecosystem in Massachusetts grow exponentially with the tech that's coming out. Yeah, um, I have a odd question. And I mean, Christy, you might be able to answer this. Um, when, when I first started with the organization, we went to Forge and we saw the startups. Do you feel... I love the chicken and egg scenario. I like to use it a lot. Do you feel, and any of you can probably answer this, um, the startups, I always felt like they were always so far ahead. 
Do you feel like the startups are maybe, is it technologies catching up to it? Are they still going to be as far ahead? Like, do you think any of that will ever slowly come back and maybe there won't be as much of a gap? I, I don't have an answer. I'm curious as to what Matt's going to say, but I, um, I can tell you that that is the big conversation with chips right now is that technologies are moving so much faster than the standards that the standards can't keep up. Yeah. So having a problem as they're moving forward and, and these technologies are coming from, from startups and they're coming from the intels of the world as well. But the technology is moving so quickly and that technology is coming from startups that um, we do need to narrow that so we can keep up with standards and processes and and keeping every the keeping the quality the way the quality has always been here in the United States, um, so that's that's where I think it's still moving extremely fast from my perspective. I mean, I was at a client in this past week, and their tech is actually getting more advanced and faster because of some of their AI models using digital twins and things of that nature. That they're they're ahead of a lot of those startups that have new technologies. They're actually. They bought a couple of them to implement their technologies into their processes, and they're even getting further ahead than some of the manufacturing USA institutes at this point. Wow, so. that's impressive. Yeah. Do you think there's? Um, I guess when you you talk about the um, the standards, and I do, I have you know reading some of the things about you know cybersecurity and. It sounds as though there's going to be a lot of new standards that are going to be coming out very quickly in the beginning of 2024 in a lot of different areas. Um, do you know of any like off the top of your head that you might be that manufacturers might be coming to their front doors quickly? Well, yeah, we're definitely going to see a lot of updates going through with ISO. I think the majority of the ISO standards are being updated for 2024. So you're going to see that. The other challenge with the standards is um, they're not not all standards are mandated. And so if there's too many standards, some companies choose a standard and their supplier might choose another standard. And mm -hmm. uh, they're seeing that collide and some quality issues with that piece. Um, so they're looking at different industries and what we do need to standardize and mandate versus just having standards kind of out there. So the one that we talk a lot about with cybersecurity is CMMC in, um, you know, DOD. So that we're going to see, I believe we're going to see not as quickly as we think, but that mandate is going to come down and it's not just going to be DOD. We're going to see it in automotive. We're going to see it in medical. We're going to see it in a lot of areas. Yeah. 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 Wow. So everybody just better buckle up right? Enjoy, enjoy the new years while you can. And it's like, I feel like we're uh, 1999 all over again, right? When the 2000s and the, all the zeros are going to roll up and everything, the whole world's just going to stop. Like, and now there's just no date on it. We have no point in time anymore. Now it could just happen tomorrow. So um, I think it was two, I don't remember when we spoke about the Jetsons, but I feel like it's becoming more and more of a reality every day. I'm all, I am all for Rosie cooking for me. Rosie yeah. can come cook me a meal anytime she wants. Yeah. 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 We need to get, we definitely need to work on that. Like 
can somebody, can somebody get that? Can somebody let me know when that's ready? I mean, there are, there's that, there is a restaurant in, uh, there might be a couple of them in Boston where you put it in and it's, it's made right there and, and it's all done through a program and it's all cooked and done and there's no people that are in there. So, yeah. Well, can we go back to Kevin's example that I love to throw out, but where'd you go to the pastry place and they yeah. um what is yeah. it yeah i forget what the place was called but they have um they they make cheesecakes it's a little like coffee shop in boston um i think it's on uh, uh newberry street or whatever it's called um and they 3d print their molds that they make the cheesecake in and it's like geometrical cheesecake and i would pull up a photo if we were doing a video but it it's it's like yeah they 3d print these molds and the the cheesecakes when they come out look so pristine and then they spray them and it's it looks incredible that's awesome that's so wild. it's everywhere manufacturing right there yeah. On yeah. can we um can we get some samples of those just to make sure that they're good enough to put out into the the space maybe maybe yeah. if you're looking we might need to go in there and do an assessment of that place. We'll have to check it out. Continuous improvement assessment. Yeah, yeah. but that's, I mean, that's a great example how perfect. Just you can bring additive manufacturing into any, any industry, honestly, and it will make you more efficient. Like you will be able to find a way to include additive 3D printing into your company and it will be more efficient than your previous processes. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yep. Helps with a lot of different areas too. So yeah. So hopefully everybody finds some time in the new year to come in and check us out and go online, go to our website, see some of our new programs, uh, some new things that we'll be going through. Um, we are going to be making some, maybe some new, we'll say outward facing visual changes that might be happening close to the end of the year. So we'll we'll do more on that as we get closer. Uh, we are changing a little bit for the podcast. Uh, we're gonna be going to two episodes a month. Uh, one episode is always gonna be based on a topic uh, that we will, like we said, we've got our first episode that'll be coming out in January. It'll be on uh, supply chain. And then our second episode of the month will be still coming up with some kind of a fun little name for it, but it'll be more of like a recap of us um, as Mass MEP. Maybe we'll start to have more of our own staff members on the, you know, on the podcast. They can join us, talk about what they've done for the month, where they were, maybe some really cool new area they that they've been in, like Matt said, when he went to one of our clients and um we didn't ask permission, so we can't always just release their name. Uh, <laughs> but if he goes to a client, we get permission and is able to come on and talk about it. Um, it's just a recap of who we are and what we've got going on in the month. So we're we're excited. We're looking forward to uh, to a happy new year. So it's exciting. So out of the group, anybody doing an actual New Year's resolution this year or no? No. Negative. No. no? No, Christy doesn't believe in them either. Or have you changed your mind? I, no, I really don't. I've never stuck to one. Yeah. No. Never. Yeah. I won't tell you how many years, but never. <laughs> yeah. 
Liv, I feel like you're a New Year's resolution girl. Like, yep. Sorry, cut this out. There was people outside my window. Oh. A New Year's resolution girl. I I don't know. Maybe I set one when I was younger, but I don't recall, which probably means I also didn't stick to it. <laughs> but I got how many days? Well, no, today is today yeah. is New Year's. So I don't have um. Yeah, there's no time like now. present to make it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I like can. That. I'll, how about flossing? I feel like that's a good one. That's a great. That's does great. everyone here floss? I am an avid flosser. I floss twice a day. She is. Yeah. No. Wow. I'm. Yeah. There's my New Year's resolution. Check in with me next year, and we'll see how, see how that's I, gone. I'm keeping the floss manufacturers in business because I floss like it's my job. That's wonderful. That's your dentist, your dental hygienist, must love you. Must love him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And no blood. No blood after cleaning here. I was just about to say, I mean, my gums are pouring after I floss even once. <laughs> That's because you don't floss. In the... yeah. no. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't feel whole without it. I don't feel clean. Can't can't leave the house without it. That's good. That's yeah. a good treat. There, awesome. have it. there it is. Yeah. 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 I'm with you, Liv. I might jump on that that bandwagon with you. Oh, yep. There we go. Just in case. Should we hold each other accountable, Haley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll like check in with you once a week. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same page. Lost more than once a week, people. That's not, <laughs> that's not that. I will run this show. We are flossing in twenty twenty. Part of our new health program. Right. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the new things that uh, you know, the manufacturers, businesses, mm. however you see it, or are looking at finding ways to um, help with, you know, their workforce. And, and so we're lucky we do have a great, uh, we do have a great little health plan and uh, we try to push each other, trying to get a little pickleball league going, you know, whatever we can do to, uh, to keep our heart rate up, <laughs> healthy, healthy, not like, again, this email, this question, no, it's a healthy heart rate raise. Yeah. Yeah. And so. gums and healthy gums. And healthy gums. Well, you know, your gums are connected to your heart health as well. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Did not know that. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes whenever you have dental work done, they'll put you on antibiotics to keep from any infection that can go into your bloodstream and ultimately to your heart. And I don't know why I know so much about, I do know why I know so much about this. I'm from a family of dental hygienists and dentists. <laughs> if I told you how many times I sat in the chair and had the fluoride treatment that made me want to vomit, it's, it's not right. Nobody <laughs> should have that much fluoride. So I feel very strongly about this. It's kept my grandmother off of my back mm -hmm. for a very long time, which is a great segue to Nani. Oh, yes. Yes, we forgot. So, um, yes, <laughs> this is you, wonderful. Chrissy. So, um, yeah, Olivia, I was going to say, and I, I forgot about this. So, you have a super fan, right, that is very excited. And we, Christy was like, we got to do a shout out. And so, let's do a little bit of a shout out. So, tell us a little bit about your nanny. 
Absolutely. Anytime to talk about my nani, I will take it. She is the best human being. Her name is Mary Rita McGrade. Shout out to Nani. She recently followed Mass MEP on Facebook. So she's very excited to get our updates. Shout out to the marketing team. Ooh. And Nani used to actually be in manufacturing way back when. She worked um, for a company called Maycom. And I'll have to have a conversation with Nani, get the specifics about what she did, but uh, she was involved in manufacturing. So she's she's keen on Mass MEP and what we do. And I get to see her, uh, I think this coming week, I'll get to see her because usually we see each other on New Year's, uh, New Year's Day. So I will, uh, I'll have to update Nani on this podcast, tell her that it's, oh, wait, you can play it. Out. You can play it. Right? I can play it so for tomorrow her tomorrow at New Year's, your New Year's party. You can play this and she will be oh, my Nani. Yeah. 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 Nani's the best. So Christy, thank you. Thank you for bringing her up. Yes, thank you. I Nani, I love you. Thanks that. for listening. Yeah, yeah. I think we have to give Nani a happy New Year's and thank you for giving us live because we love her. Yes. Yeah. That's great. We'll, uh, we'll do a women in manufacturing episode and well, maybe, maybe Nani would like to join us. And um, it's always cool to hear about how it's changed over time. So if Nani would, wouldn't mind um, joining us and sharing her experiences from her time um, in um, manufacturing, we'd love to have her. The ask is out there. Nani, if you're listening to this, let's talk. Let's get you on the Mass MEP podcast. <laughs> yes, it's great. I love it. I love it. It's great. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks um, for another great year at Mass MEP and uh, another one for the record books, as Christy usually says on a, a Monday morning in our very early sales calls every Monday morning. Uh, we had for another Christmas. year for, for the record. Christmas. We skipped Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I forgot. I forgot we were off for that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got Monday off. So that's great. Yeah. She doesn't, she's not that mean, like she doesn't make us work on Christmas day. We did get that day off, but yeah. Um, but no, you did say it was another record, another record year for us in mass MEP and so many different levels in what we did, what uh, we accomplished, how we were out there as a group and how our team just, you know, I think one of the big things for me is manufacturing day and how exciting it was because we had so many of our staff and our team just all over the entire state of Massachusetts. And it was really cool to see that. So yeah, so it was a fun year, fun year. So here's to a uh, happy and prosperous uh, 2024. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers it is. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks for listening to the Mass MEP Manufacturing Podcast and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mass MEP Manufacturing Podcast, Transforming Manufacturing Enterprises. You can subscribe to our channel anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can always go to our website at massmep.org. 
So we'll see you next time, whether it's our space, your space, or cyberspace.